0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another breakdown. I feel like it's been quite a while, but finally we're here in 2023 and we're going to be having breakdowns and watch parties every single week up until the end of April, which will be the end of the Mandalorian season three carrying us into Star Wars Celebration UK, and then we'll get more information on when Ahsoka comes out, potentially Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, Visions, and more coming this year, as well as the following years. So, tonight, I was very excited to start off the first watch party of the year with The Bad Batch, season two, episode one and two. Now, this video in itself will be just for episode one. I'll be uploading episode two right after this, so be sure to check that out. And I'll also be uploading episode one and two Combined together without any of the filler or introduction like I'm doing here so to begin this breakdown off I want to say it's great to be back into Star Wars Animated shows obviously the Clone Wars is something that never can be replicated again But with shows like the Bad Batch Tales of the Jedi and what I hope will one day be created which is Son of Dathomir in animated form. It always feels so authentic and so true to the old days of Star Wars with George Lucas and with Dave Filoni helming everything, I couldn't be more happy. So we start off season two, episode one on a tropical planet with crabs chasing Wrecker, Echo and Hunter, while Tech and Omega are in the ship keeping watch. She's begun studying with Tech, who's got her learning all the Imperial ships and their ins and outs. So it's clear that each member of the Bad Batch will be coaching her on their respective specialties. I'm guessing, you know, Wrecker maybe on strength training, or Tech on studious and electronic things, as we saw Hunter on hunting, perhaps, and combat, and Echo on, well, I guess, a combination of everything. More to tell about that later. As the crew escape narrowly, Omega comes in clutch with her bow and arrow, which is something that the Sisters used in the Clone Wars, if you don't know about the Night sisters were rumored to learn more about them in the Ahsoka show and they were using a lot of magic. They didn't use the Force so much but used more so magic and they were like witches. That's what made them pretty interesting in the show. And so this bow and arrow is something that I would like to see more of in the future and to see more about its heritage and its rich history. The crew get back to Cid and deliver the cargo. So we know that they were just on a mission from Cid once again just to kind of fill their pockets and continue on. As they enter the cantina we see an arcade game with a Phase 2 clone trooper helmet on it. I thought this was fun to point out. They meet Sid's new friend, Fee. A trustworthy pirate, which really doesn't mean much. And she kind of starts the episode off with the next heist. And then Sid starts to explain more. Now, if I may say, I do hope, now that they're talking about pirates, to see more of Honda Onaka. He's such a unique character. And I feel like the show would really benefit by having him in there. So, Fee does mention this next mission. And the mission is something that Sid explains. She says their next mission is to go to Sereno, particularly Castle Sereno, which is Count Dooku's former home home, it's his palace. Now some of you may wonder, why Dooku lived in a castle, which doesn't really seem too humble for someone who used to be a Jedi Master. So Dooku was royalty, and if you want to learn more about Dooku, you can read Dark Disciple, but particularly I would pick up Dooku Jedi Lost. Duku was born into royalty, and he was the Count of Sereno. When he gave up being a Jedi, he resumed his official title of Count and went back to his castle. Once he became the leader of the Separatist army, or rather I should say the face of it, he accumulated wealth beyond his royal family's worth from all of the worlds that he conquered, including his own people of Sereno. That's right, he was pretty scummy that way. Sid explains the Empire is raiding his castle and taking all of his relics and riches. The Bad Batch are to take some of the treasure of Dooku's castle, which would be more money than all of their past jobs combined. And she makes a good point. She says that once the Empire makes their way over here to her and shut her down, the boys won't get any more jobs. So this may be something worth risking, even though the Empire's after them. So with Crosshair and the Empire knowing exactly who they are being part of Clone Force 99 and knowing that they are indeed out there at least Crosshair does at this point, which we'll see at the end of episode two with ramparts and everything, that the boys still are around and the Empire is definitely looking for them. Maybe not all of the Empire, but I would say the higher up personnels. So as they head to Sereno, Echo mentions that hiding is not the way to live. And he says this to Hunter and Hunter explains that they're living like this for Omega's safety. And Echo blames everything on Omega, saying that they have their own lives too, which, is true he has a point but at the end of the day hunter is the leader of the crew and he calls the shots omega is like a daughter to him at this point and he's not going to abandon her or jeopardize her safety of course omega hears this and she gets very sad landing on sereno they notice sereno city is quite destroyed and it's because the empire did the same thing they did here that they did on camino at tipoca city they destroyed it The clones are already moving a ton of the cargo with Imperial escort ships. Now, this only happens when something of immense value is being transported that requires that level of security, as mentioned in the show. Now, look, the things Dooku collected as the leader of the Separatist army are, of course, beyond any of our comprehension, but The things that he collected in his days as a Jedi and Sith are really what I think is the most interesting and probably what Palpatine wants the most of. The holocrons and Jedi Sith artifacts go far beyond just money and trivial things of credit value that he accumulated as leader of the Separatists. The crew break into one of the containers and start to rummage through as they find jewels and treasure. The boys say Dooku took all of this from the worlds that he conquered through his corruption when Omega says, Isn't that what we're doing? Which is true, I mean, they're kind of no better in a sense, but from a certain point of view, I guess we could say. However, a good reply in response to that is where she's told it depends what they do with the treasure that defines their level of corruption, I guess we could say, or their intent, which separates them from Dooku. Now, as much as I love Dooku as a character, and I think he was really cool, he was pretty corrupt at the end of the day. He did have his reasons for leaving the Jedi, absolutely, especially as we learned more in Tales of the Jedi. But his way of doing things by joining Sidious and being the leader of the separate really wasn't the best option. I don't think Qui-Gon would have followed the same path, but of course that's a different conversation for a different time. You guys are here for the breakdown, so let's continue. As the clones eventually discover a heist is happening, Omega, Echo, and Tech get separated from Wrecker and Hunter, as the three are trapped in the container, which is about to leave orbit. When Wrecker and Hunter try to catch a ride on it, they realize it's a bad idea and they jump off, landing them at the top of Dooku's palace where they're getting shot at by all the clones down below. So, they get into his headquarters. And this was really sweet to see. This is the very same HQ that we saw plenty of times in the Clone Wars, where Dooku handled many of his affairs, including when he got that gnarly curse put on him by the night sister, Mother Talzin herself. Now, if you guys haven't read the comic run Son of Dathomir, I highly recommend it. It really goes into a lot of detail with Maul between Season 5 and 6 after she got captured by Sidious. And it's basically Maul, Dooku, Grievous... Palpatine, and what I like to call the Maul all in one big comic run, which I think was really fun to see. Omega, Tech, and Echo make their way through the ship, and one thing you'll notice is that they put their blasters into stun only, whereas the clones executing Order 66 are shooting to terminate. This is a nice subtle touch as it tells us they don't want to kill their brothers, and they recognize that their violence is not their doing, but rather the brainwashing of Order 66, and ultimately the inhibitor chip in their heads. Hunter and Wrecker use Dooku's lift and descend out of the blaster fire after throwing a smoke bomb. While Echo, Tech, and Omega make their way through the ship and successfully disengage all the massive crates full of Dooku's treasure. Sending them speeding to Soreno at an increasing velocity that will definitely end in their impending doom as Omega screams in fear. End of the episode and we will start episode 2. Okay, so overall I'm going to say I really enjoyed the premise of this episode at the start. I thought they were going to go more so into Dooku's palace, into his castle, see maybe some of the old Jedi relics, the holocrons, the Sith artifacts, maybe some ancient scrolls, and they'd find some cool little Easter eggs along the way. But it wasn't really like that, everything was kind of already outside of his castle, and they were being freighted off-world with the Empire. So that was a bit of a bummer not to really go inside, but at least we did get to see his HQ a little bit, which was a nice little flashback or blast to the past, I should say. But overall, this isn't really a nostalgic show to be focusing on The Clone Wars and Dooku. It's to continue the story on with The Bad Batch. So it's cool that we at least got to go into that little bit of nostalgia. If we'll dive deeper into that in episode 3, I don't really know. Maybe Crosshair and the Empire will be investigating more of Dooku's palace and his castle to kind of see what the Bad Batch were up to, what they stole, where they went, and maybe help them with some more tracking and trails going forwards. I think that would be pretty interesting. Personally, I think the third episode will focus on Crosshair and the Empire a little bit more. Especially the way the second episode ended off with Rampart. But that's really up for debate. So I want everyone to spam the chat right now. Spam the comment section with the longest Omega you can. And I will see you guys in the second episode breakdown for episode two, and I'll also combine these into a one and two just for your viewing pleasure. Leave a like on the vid before you check out, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.